Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, welcome out there, podcast people, and I'm um, so sorry that this is being posted a little late. Um, major mistake by yours truly. I take the blame <laughs> that we didn't get it taped um, when we were supposed to. So so glad you're here, and I hope you find us here um, about a day late. But um, God bless you guys. I am Hank Meadows, pastor here at Marion Baptist Church once again. I got my home slice with me here. I got my girl, Miss Mona. Hey, Miss Mona. Hey, it's good to be back here. Although, I don't know, the evening, I'm a, we're recording it in the evening this time, and I'm I'm a little more perky in the morning, you know. I'm a morning person, in case I, you didn't know that. Hey, you've moved up in the world. So You're we'll now my home slice. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> so, hey, if you have your Bibles, um, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to talk about Abel today. And, we're, well, we're going to talk about Cain and Abel, in, in all honesty. But we're going to talk, um, when we taped this the first time, we talked a lot as I sat and thought about it. We talked a lot about Cain. We did. And um, not so much about <laughs> Abel, in a sense. Maybe we'll flip that today. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe we're going to do over. Because, um, so in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, we're going to be there in just a moment. I'm going to pray, and Miss Mona is going to read our verse of Scripture for the day, and then we're going to jump in. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you. God, we offer this time to you. Uh, God, we seek your face. Lord, we want to grow because we spent time in your word. And so, Lord, you tell the Scripture that your word will never return void, that it will do exactly what you desire it to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying for that person out there today um, that may be struggling in their walk a little bit, struggling in their faith a little bit, struggling in their worship, and um, that we would have the, the faith and the worshiping faith of Abel in our life, understanding what you desire, more importantly, what you expect out of us when we come time to worship. So, Lord, we offer this time to you, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so the verse for today is um, Hebrews 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Wow. That's a lot there to unpack. Right. Um. The obvious, obvious first point here is that he came with a more acceptable right. sacrifice. Right. I think some translations say a more excellent way. Um, why? What? What? Go ahead and give us a little background. It's Genesis chapter four. Yes. Hey, if you want to look there, yesterday I got that down, buddy. <laughs> yesterday I struggled with that. Um, we but both it's did. Genesis chapter four. Give us some background. What it's talking about? In case someone, by some chance, don't does not does know does not know has not had the flannel graph lesson yeah, on Abel and Cain. We're big on flannel graph <laughs> around here, y'all. If you've not caught that on, we're showing our age by talking about that. But um. You know, the story goes is that Abel brought um, his sacrifice, which was um, the firstborn of his flock as he was keeper of sheep. And Cain brought his offering of the fruit of the ground. And um, the Lord was had regard for Abel and his offering, it says, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. And um, 
And so we, t- we, when we read what we read in Hebrews, we see that the offering that Abel brought was according to what he knew that God desired for him and worshiping God and giving that sacrifice in the way that God had desired. Um, and, and we talked about, um, that he, where he learned that from. Right. <laughs> You're just going to let me keep talking. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, hey. just looking at me. So where do you, I mean, we obviously know, f- all right, I want to hit on something else real quick too, okay. while we're here. And it says this, let me go all the way back <laughs> to where I had marked it. Um, but it said he was commended as righteous. Mm. Now, this was way before the law. Right. I mean, there's what we know, four people on the earth. Right. The law was still hundreds of years out in the future. So how, here's a question I did not ask yesterday. How was he commended righteous? And you just said it. So I'm going to let your little mind whirl there. I think you already know it. How was he commended righteous? What did he do? What did I say? Um, I never remember what I said. Um, Because he gave to God the worship that God desired. Bing, bing, bing. And so um, as we read that in Hebrews, we can talk about whether it was the specific sacrifice, the specific firstborn lamb, um, if that was the issue or if the issue was his heart. And and I believe there's some truth to both of that, mm-hmm. but I believe that really the big issue, the overriding principle is the issue of the heart. Absolutely. Because we know, and especially as we read in the New Testament, we know that Jesus, that's what he preached and taught was the issue of the heart mm-hmm. because the Pharisees and the scribes, they knew the law and so, and they obeyed the law according to how they felt it should be obeyed. But Jesus spoke to them according that their heart and, and tells us that unless our righteousness is greater than the, the scribes and the Pharisees, um, that it's not going to do us any good. And so, um, so I believe that the issue of the heart is really the big issue. And I, here's what I'll say in, in dealing with both of those, the, the sacrifice that he brought was a representation of what was in his heart. Right. He did not want to come his own way, right. which is what Cain did. And we're going yes. to go there in just a second. He came the way God told him to come. Now, so then, you know, the big question I've always asked, well, how did he know what to bring? Well, either God dealt specifically with them still sort of in an individual way, like he spoke to Abel. I don't know. Where I lean mm-hmm. is that he spoke to Abel through Adam, right. his daddy. Right. Now, so then the question is, well, how did Adam know? Well, if you go back to Genesis chapter three, and so Adam and Eve, they sin. Eve is um, tricked by the serpent. She gives it to Adam, and then Adam Adam flat out rejects right. God. Right. Um, so that's another right. topic. Um, <laughs> Eve was deceived, and Adam just flat out sinned. Um, and so then they, we know the story. They use leaves to try to cover them, and you know, I just picture God going, "Are you for real?" <laughs> What are you doing? So then you get to verse um, 21. And the Lord God, and this is Genesis 3, 21. Mm-hmm. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Now, so obviously to make them out of skin, skin something had to die. Right. So in, in Adam's and, and what God was teaching them 
whether they called on or not, obviously they had to at some point, was that for their sins to be forgiven and their, because it speaks of that, I'm just being honest, their nudity in the end of chapter two, and it says they were not embarrassed right, by it. Right. So to now cover where they are open and honest and bare in a sense like never before, uh-huh. to cover that, something had to die. Right. Animals in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament. Right. And that's also why it says it was commended to him as righteousness, because we didn't have the law and you did not have Jesus at right. that point. So Abraham, same thing. It was considered and commended as righteousness when he followed and did everything God. So here's the question. So Abel comes God's way. Hmm. What did Cain, which way did Cain come? Well, I think you said that Cain came according to what he had in what he desired, what he had in his heart, um, he obviously didn't come with regard to God. Um, he didn't come with regard to what God desired. Um, he didn't come with any thought. I don't probably not any thought to that um, because it even says that he was angry um, when the Lord had no regard for his offering, that Cain was angry and his face fell. So he obviously, even though he knew what God required and what God desired, um, it didn't go over so well when it wasn't accepted. You think it didn't go over so well? <laughs> God kicked him out. I mean, he right. away from people. But in Jude 11, it speaks of this thing. And as Jude is speaking there, the half brother of Jesus, talking to all these people that are false prophets, ungodly. We know this is the book where, you know, you read the word ungodly, and I'm looking at it now somewhere between verse 17 and I mean, 14 and 17. I think about six times he used the word ungodly, mm-hmm. talking about those people at that time. And he says, for they walked in the way of Cain, and that's the way of religion. Right. Yep. That's not the way of faith. The way of religion is you come your way. That's why we have out there these cults that say either there's no hell or that you can work your way to heaven Mm -hmm. or that Mm -hmm. you uh, believe something absolutely ridiculous um, that uh, Jesus and and Lucifer were brothers or that, you know, some crazy mess out there. Faith is God reaching down to us and sending his son. That's Jesus. Religion is man's attempt to reach up to heaven and try to become equal with God, which is what we see um, there in the Tower of Babel. Right. You know, so I want to encourage you as we're we're reading this. um, Here's my question. When you come to worship, are you worshiping the one that you're claiming to worship by your presence at a worship service? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or... Are you worshiping your own way? Right. One will be accepted. Right. And one will be rejected. Right. Um, right. And you know what? Well, we said we were going to talk about that next week. <laughs> we're going to talk yeah. next week about how we are able to approach God and worship and and what he desires. Um, but it is a good question for us to think about. And, and having some... Being somebody who has had to find new churches several times, um, being an Air Force family, um, you know, it is a a good question. Are you looking for something to satisfy yourself or are you looking for something that points you to God? And and that um, is something that you have to ask yourself when you're looking for someplace new and and then reevaluate yourself over and over again as you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. You know, good question.
than any task. Strike one up for the hamster. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, hey, here's a question. Do you think Cain saw himself as a sinner? <laughs> I was really hoping you would have that question. You know, we don't have that much time, right? Um, <clears throat> we. Ta- I think that I think that he did indeed know um, what was required and that he didn't do what was required. Whether he would call himself a sinner or not, I'm not sure about that. But I think he knew and he knew he wasn't doing what God told him to do. Can you know and yet not believe? I think you can. <laughs> so that's really what you're saying about Cain is that he knew. He knew. There's right. no way he did not know the, the right. way of God. He had to have known. There, there's no way right. that he did. He's the oldest. Right. So, you know, he had more time with mom and dad. Right. He had more time of, of sitting on, on dad's knee and before little Abel, who was still running around. Um, however, they ran around without <laughs> diapers. Maybe he had on pampers. I don't know. Or huggies. Were they around then? I don't know. So he's running around. But here's here's Cain. He's got a, And you know Adam told him the stories. Right. Of how they fail and why they're not where they were. Right. How they fail and what God did. Right. And he heard the stories, and he knew. Uh, look, can I give you a modern day example in a in a sense? Judas. Yep. I want you to think about something. People say all the time, "Well, if man, if you really want to get in a good church, and you really want to know what you know and believe, and, and be be led to faith in Christ, man, you got to have a hot hearted preacher." Well, number one, that's false. <laughs> you know, you got people like John MacArthur, Charles Stanley. They're not. I mean, they're hot hearted for Jesus. Don't get me wrong, but their preaching Preaching's is pretty hot. monotone. Mm-hmm. I want to make this statement. Judas was with Jesus for three years. Right. And did not go to heaven. Right. He knew it. There's obviously, he. we talked uh, yesterday, he obviously preached it mm-hmm. when he sent him out two by two. Right. Him and somebody. Went out. Mm-hmm. And so he knew it. Right. But he never believed it. Right. So and then you have on the other hand, which leads to another statement, you can also believe something. But if you don't believe in it, right, then that's a problem, right? I mean, the the, the Bible says that even the demons believe. Yes. yes, and it's the same word that is talked about with the word believe that the demons believe and that we are supposed to believe. It's the same word, so there's no difference in what they believe than what we believe, um, except for the state of our heart. And and going back again to the state of the heart with Abel and with Cain, um, in that. Um, as we go back and look at Abel and what is said about Abel, that um, through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Mm. And and when we first, when we started reading, when I read that verse and glancing through the whole chapter and every individual who's talked about it says by faith. And so it was by his faith that he did what he did, that he brought that offering. Um, and it was by his faith in God. Um, and so when it, how awesome would it be for us to get to the end of our life and have people talk about us, not because we're prideful, not because we want that attention, but because we want to have our hearts so in tune with God and filled with faith that people then would say, she did indeed walk by faith. Examples, Jim Elliott. We know, right. you know, right. Um, uh, I just had one on um, tip into my tongue, and I um, just forgot it. Um, we do the Christmas thing. Um, Lottie Moon. Lottie Moon. Annie Armstrong. All these, these 
Billy Graham. I mm-hmm. mean, think about that. Right. That that leave a legacy. Right. You know, and Scripture says that if if you're specifically talking about daddies, dad, if you'll be faithful then you can affect two to three to four generations right. after you. Right. You know, that that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. It's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want, not as you said, not not so that my grandkids be like, man, I the greatest believer and faithful grandpa ever. I just want to say when they're going to do something, going, you know, my grandpa wouldn't be proud because my grandpa walked with Jesus. Right. Yes. You know, my grandpa, I, when I, you ever thought about this? People like Enoch, there's a good chance when he was born that Adam was still alive. Mm-hmm. Dude could sit on Adam's knee mm-hmm. and talk because they lived for my land to 900 <laughs> years back then. You know, what? here's my question to you. What heritage are you leaving your kids? Now, mm-hmm. it's also for women, too. Don't just right. go say it. But in Deuteronomy, it specifically is talking about dads. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, it, it comes out of a book um, called Anchorman by Steve Farrar. Um Maybe he'll sponsor our show next week or something. I don't know. Um, but it's a great book um, for your dad. Um, so I want you to think about that. But by faith, that's right. By You can't do anything in the Christian life without faith. Right. Nothing. Right. Faith can move mountains. Right. Do any, anything that God can do. So anyway, so how does he still speak to us? Let's, let's deal with that a little bit. How does he still speak? Because I think that we see... Um, the connection between faith and um, being commended as righteous. And we'll see that even as we go through the rest of chapter 11, um, that um, we'll see that as we go through the rest, that, that, um, that faith and that righteousness and God commending them um, for what they did. And so, um, and so that's how then that legacy is brought through. Um, of course, we still talk about Cain a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not for such good reasons. <laughs> so, it, yeah. So, but he says, I want to go back. Um, let's go back and deal with something real quick. I want to go back to the sacrifice, and we talked about it very quickly. What is it about the heart that God really looks at? So, we we both agree that their sacrifice was a result of their condition of their heart. Mm-hmm. Now, we know Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Right. Who can know it? Um, so why is it that God wants to deal with your heart? And by the way, going back to what you said about the Pharisees, remember Jesus also said, it's not what goes in, but what comes right. out. Right. That tells you what's in your heart. Right. By the way, if if I were to be uh, use profanity, profanity is not what makes me a sinner. Profanity shows that I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. You know, Stealing shows that I'm a sinner. Pornography, looking at it, shows that I'm a sinner. It's not what makes me a sinner. Right. You know, there's some <laughs> thought out there that um, you're not a sinner until you sin the first time. Hmm. Totally disagree. Right. Do you agree? <laughs> no, not, no. I mean, you're born a no, sinner. Right. We're born a sinner. We're, we're born with that um, sin seed in us, and that's um, from the very beginning. And so, yeah. No, I wouldn't agree with that. Okay, I'm just gonna make sure you were with me. <laughs> Want to check in your salvation there, real quick, okay, sister. Then. <laughs> so going back there. So, can you imagine though how beautiful the the whole um, bouquet 
of vegetables and flowers that Cain brought. Right. Why? I want to go back. I really want to deal with this. Why would that not be acceptable? I mean, some will argue, well, he just brought what he had. Right. Right. Because that's what he did. He he worked the land. Um, and so, right. And, and Abel was a keeper of sheep. And so he brought what he had to. Mm-hmm. So why, why wouldn't God accept that? Because it's not what God required. It's not what he desired. It's not what he said that he wanted. So do you think Abel would have gave him one of the sheep? He probably would have. Do you think he could have shared the same same sheep? It could be. I, that literally just hit me. <laughs> um, think about it. Because if they were to offer like the firstborn or whatever, right. they may have had to share it. Right. But, but I think in the midst of it, God even in the midst of it tells him. Mm-hmm. Sin is crouching at the door. Right, right. Yes, he says that. Um, he says, "If you do well, you will. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it." And so he is. He's telling them that that's what he did. That he um, in, engaged in that sin because he didn't do what was accepted. And and listen, that's how. Let's just be honest. Do I think that Cain that morning? Woke up and said, you know what? I think I'm going to go kill my brother. I, I have a hard time believing mm-hmm. that. But when you start down the path yep. of ungodliness and sin, mm-hmm. and you take your eyes off of God, and you end up in the far country, even if it's just uh, mentally, spiritually, right. intellectually, go all those places. Man, you, you might do anything. Right. Now, so this is all that I, I take this as this is all in a day mm-hmm. that God doesn't accept his sacrifice. He gets mad. God speaks to him. So that see, that gives me pause a little bit that God spoke to him so openly. Hey, sin's crouching at your door, buddy. Right. That God could have told them, this is what I expect you to bring. Right. Which makes it even worse. Can right. we? Can I make this? Right. It makes it even if worse. If he said it directly, if right. he said it directly to them, so we, <laughs> we have really evidence no that God dealt with them, right? Spoke to them, and then an hour later, two hours later, he kills his brother. Mm-hmm. There's only four people on the face of the earth, and there's a murderer among them. Right? Sin has specific, serious consequences. Right. Some sing, some not sing. Right. Hate is murder. Right. Um, man, there's a lot of hatred, by the way, today's yes. society. I'm not trying to get off in today's society, <laughs> but there, I mean, it is, people are just hateful. Yep. And, and mean and rude, man. If I was like that, this is to be honest, my granny Patty <laughs> would roll over in her grave and she would roll over so she could drop kick me. <laughs> If I was, if I was hateful. So let's look at overarching things. Let's look at a few, an overarching bring us to our time is, is dwindling by. And so what do you, what's your thought about this passage? What do you get from it? Well, what I get from it is that we need to check our heart and we need, and when it, especially when it comes to worship and when we are bringing the worship that are we bringing the worship that God desires or are we bringing the worship that suits us? Um, and so I, I think that that is um, the question that to ask ourselves um, as we 
look at this and look at Abel as an example um, to ask ourselves that question. What are we doing as far as our worship and where is our heart? What goes into worship? Are we going that route? (laughs) Just for a little bit. Well, worship is loving God back and giving to God the glory that he deserves because of who he is. Um, And so if our worship is not focused on God, is it true worship? And I don't think so. Can you flip a switch and come into a worship? Now, I know next week, by the way, we are, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10 next week. We're, we're going to take a break. We've only been in two weeks and we're already taking a break. <laughs> a little left turn. Yeah, we're going to take a left turn because next it's week planned. we want to talk. Yes, it is. <laughs> we want to talk to you about what it takes to come into the presence of the Lord. Yes. But I want to, I want to start us down that path mm-hmm. in that is, is worship something that you can flip a switch or do you have to get ready or what? <laughs> well, worship should be something that we do every day. But I, I believe that when we're coming into corporate worship, we do need to be ready. Right. Um, but it should be personal worship should be um, something that we are always in a state of. Um, and and um, and but that requires work that requires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. our human nature doesn't do it naturally. And so it's something that we need to um, grow and develop naturally. I I think that our human nature more naturally suppresses it. Okay. Is that a good way to put it? Okay. (laughs) You know, I've I've heard it said before and I I agree with it. Sunday morning worship is a Saturday night decision. Yeah. You know, you you mentally start getting ready. You You think about it. When the when they were going to cross the Jordan in the book of Joshua, he he gave them three days notice. He said, in three days, we're going to go across. Prepare your hearts. Yes. Prepare your hearts right. to walk across a stream. Right. Mm-hmm. Do we give it three minutes of thought before we come into a worship service? I wonder how many people. It'd be a great poll if you could figure <laughs> it out. How many people take one minute to pray before worship service? How many people on Saturday night pray for me as pastor or like Sunday Drew preached or you guys on the praise team or the choir mm-hmm. or the, the um, our musicians, whatever we may have that week? I wonder how many people spend any quality time on their face before the Lord talking to him. Right. In preparation. In preparation. Mm-hmm. You, you can. It's not a, a switch flipper. Um, and so often people will put it on me yep, or Drew or whomever. Or the music. Or the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, can I, I'm, I'm going to make a brash statement here. Um, it's really not my fault. Right. If I preach the word, the Bible says it shall not return void. Right. So as long as I'm preaching the word. And I'm going to do my best every Sunday to be prayed up, studied up, right. everything up. It could be the reception. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway. All right. Well, hey, our time is up. Um, the guy here with us today, make sure we're getting it right, is telling me to <laughs> stop. 
Um, so anyway, man, it's been good. It has been it's good. It's a little different doing it's it the second time. Yes, it's and a, doing it in the uh, evening. I'm yeah. not sure about that. I'm not sure either. <laughs> so anyway, um, so pray and then I'll close this out. All right. Heavenly Father, we again, just thank you for the privilege of being here. I thank you that um, for the privilege that we have of speaking and having this conversation that we have other people listen to, but I'm just so thankful for it. And I pray that the words that we speak would um, speak truth and life into people that are listening. And I pray that um, each of us would examine our hearts and how we come before you in worship. And so Lord, teach us and guide us and grow us. And we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for being with us. I am Pastor Hank Meadows, um, and this has been the Mosaic of Marion with Miss Mona, my home slice, <laughs> with us here tonight. And um, so thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. God bless.